great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. This week I have uh, Ring of Honor's Beer City Bruiser. What's going on? Hey, what's up? How's everything going? Good. What's going on in your end? Oh, nothing much. Just got back uh, from the big pay-per-view weekend and television taping in New York and Philly. So I just got home. How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. Um, my buddy Silas Young became the new Ring of Honor television champion. And then... Uh, Filming TV was exciting. A uh, couple good things happening, so very excited for 2018. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's start with a little bit about, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about where you're from. Uh, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, born and raised here. That's uh, where I started my wrestling career and everything. Yeah, how was it uh, growing up there? Uh, cold. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, typical Midwest town. Um, I don't actually live in the city. I live in a suburb of it. But, uh, you know, I had a normal childhood. Uh, played high school football and stuff like that. Um, always a wrestling fan. And, uh, yeah, it was just a normal, normal fun growing up. <laughs> yeah. how, did you, uh, how did you get into wrestling? Um, I've always watched wrestling as a kid. Um, when I was seven years old, my uncle took me to a, a fair. Cause my uncle's a big, big wrestling fan. Um, and he took me to a county fair, and at this county fair, um, the AWA was there. Okay. And the main event was um, supposed to be Bruiser Brody versus um, Abdul the Butcher. But something happened where Abdul, Abby couldn't be there, so they replaced him with Stan Hansen. And the main event turned out to be uh, Bruiser Brody versus Stan Hansen. And they ended up brawling past me and I was a seven year old kid. And I just remember looking up at Brody and, and just instantly looking at my uncle going, this is amazing. And I was hooked as a fan ever since then, you know, um, I tried to find any Brody I could. And, and where I grew up, we were a big AWA territory. So we always had the AWA and you always had WWF, but on Saturdays they would do a rotating thing, um, on ESPN and stuff like that, where we would get, one um one week we'd get Mid Atlantic, one week we'd get WCCW, you know, another week we'd get um like Florida. So I actually got to experience a lot of different wrestling at a young age. Yeah. I mean, so I mean that that, that was, was awesome. that was like the good wrestling back in uh I think we were around the same age. I am forty years old and uh the old school wrestling Yeah, was, we're re- there's something about we're old right school about wrestling. The same age. Yeah. I mean, no like the territory days and the older style, I mean, I when I was a kid, um, the Crusher was real big because he's from Milwaukee. And you could literally go, like, I, I never was because I was always too young. But, like, my dad would always tell me, you could go down to a local bar and walk in and Crusher would be sitting at the end of the bar having a beer. <laughs> you I, know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And like you said, and the big difference between, you know, wrestling now and wrestling back then. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, how do uh, did you? Uh, I read online you went out the. Um, I always I still call him King Harley, uh, <laughs> wrestling school. Yeah, I uh, I started here in Milwaukee. Um, a buddy of mine introduced me to uh, a guy named Jet Bennett, 
who was a, a independent professional wrestler around here. And he, uh, in turn, introduced me to a guy named Trevor Adonis, who actually broke me into wrestling um, and got me started and stuff like that. And after a couple of years, I'd been doing the Harley race. He does those week-long camps and stuff like that. And uh, I had done one, and, and Harley's um, wife at the time, uh, BJ, you know, God rest her soul, had said, you know, you should move down here. Like, you could really benefit. So I moved down there, and I lived down there for a few years, training at the Harley Race, um, the World League Wrestling Academy. And, like, I look at it as I kind of went to high school, you know, grade school and high school here in uh, Milwaukee, and I went to college with Harley. Did he actually, like, step in the ring with you guys, too? Um, He was, at that point, he was still pretty mobile, so he'd kind of sit ringside, you know, and he'd tell us stuff, and if, if he wanted to show us stuff, we'd get out of the ring. You know, and, and he still was still pretty physically active. Um, I actually have a scar on my eyebrow, left eyebrow from Harley, because we did a show one time where um, he wanted me to bleed. And um, Missouri law, um, Missouri has a commission where you can't, you can't blade yourself. Okay. And then I said, well, Harley, we can't do it. He says, oh, don't worry, kid. Um, get on the stick, start making fun of me. I'll come to you and I'll make you bleed. And he ended up doing the hard way on my eyebrow, which left a scar. So that, that's like a little story I like telling where not many people can say they got a scar from Harley Race, you and, know. Yeah. And did he have a – I'm guessing he had a, a few trainers in there to help you guys. Yeah. When I was down there, um, Darren Wade was the, the head trainer. Um, Trevor Murdoch had just gotten signed by WWE. Yeah. So he was on the road a lot. But every time he was off the road, he was in the school helping us out. Um, you had another guy named Superstar, um, Steve, who I think still helps out there every once in a while. He'd come by. Um, and then there's another guy named Wild Way Chisholm, who I believe retired. Um, but he'd come by and help out, too. So they're all trained by Harley, and they'd come by. And, and Harley was there. You know, he was a hands-on trainer when I was there. But as far as in-ring stuff, Darren handled pretty much 100% of that. And then, like I said, Trevor would come in when he wasn't on the road. Yeah. And how was like uh, training in that school? Like how like talk about a day of training? How did it go with it in there? Oh, it was amazing. Um, the way that the days were down there is like when I moved down there, I just that's all I wanted to do is wrestle. Like I I told myself I'm gonna make this a career. So I basically didn't have anything to do. So I would Harley would get to the school around like ten ten thirty in the morning, and I would show up usually around that time too. And I would sit there and just pick his brain the whole time in his office, just ask him stories. And he had the old booking books that he used to book the old uh, wrestling at the chase, the old St. Louis territory. And he'd bring those out and show us stuff like that. Show me stuff. We'd go have lunch. Um, I'd go to the gym and stuff. And then actual training started about 5 PM. Um, we'd be in ring from five to eight. And then normally like training was done at eight, but most people would hang out afterwards. Like uh, when Joe Henning started, uh, yep. Curtis Axel. Yep. We we used to stay till ten, eleven o'clock at night working on stuff because he wanted to be so good. You know, I remember working on drop kicks with him for a good two or three hours after after training had ended. You know, and then after training would get over, we'd go get something to eat, and then there was a local bar that was down there. They every Thursday had dollar beer, so we'd sit and drink and. <laughs> Then on the weekends we do the shows. Yeah, and how how long were you down there for? 
was down there. I'd been doing the week-long camps for three years, and I lived down there for four. So after that finished, what was uh, where did you end up after that? I ended up moving back here to Milwaukee, and uh, I, I got to the point where I was down there, and I, I felt like I I was teaching more than I was learning, um, because um, Darren had moved on from training. Um, you know, Harley had asked me to help out a guy named Derek um, McQuinn down there. He was kind of running it, and he was having me help out, and I kind of like looked at it and like. You know, I, I didn't move down there to, to teach guys, you know what I mean? I, I moved down there to learn and do the next evolution of my career. And I, I was like, I think the next evolution is me moving back home and seeing what I can do. So I ended up moving back to Milwaukee and uh, basically wrestling all over the Midwest um, and, and just trying to make a name for myself. Yeah. And uh, when you did that, you just pretty much did the indie scene until you got to Ring of Honor? Yep, I was doing uh, indies. I was still doing some extra work for WWE. Um, and I started, um, I, I changed, you know, the, the gimmick change and stuff like that and became the Beer City Bruiser. Uh, I was actually in a tag team for a little bit where we called we called ourselves the Beer City Bruisers. Um, and I went by my real name, Matt Winchester. And um, Ring of Honor, every time they come in town, we'd be able to get like a dark match. And I was really good friends with um, Steve Carino. Uh, I've been friends with him for like 15 years now. Um, and he's kind of like a mentor to me. Um, and he kept telling me like, hey, he's like, man, Bruiser, you got to you gotta do the Ring of Honor tryout camp. Like, you, you really got to do that. Like, you're working the indies. You got a big indie name right now. Go pull the trigger and do the tryout camp. And I thought, you know, I'd done the Harley thing. I'd done a bunch of, you know, uh, extra work for... For WWE, I'd done a tryout for TNA. Like, I don't know if I want to do another tryout. You know, like, I kind of had, like, that that real crappy attitude. And uh, my father-in-law at the time was, like, telling me, you know, you got to do this. Like, get out there and, and, and go do this tryout. Like, why would Carino tell you to do the tryout? You know, you wouldn't be blowing smoke up your ass. Like, you yeah. must see something. And after one of the uh, the dark matches we did, Kevin Kelly came up to me and he told me to, you know, hey, you really need to do this camp. Uh, Kevin Steen was kind of on me. Rhino had told me to do that. Um, and what happened is in June of 2013, my father-in-law passed away. And um, in his will that he left behind, he had left money set aside for me specifically to do the tryout camp where it covered my airfare, it covered a hotel, and it covered the fee for the tryout camp. But the only reason I could get, the only way we could get that money was if I used it for that. So I kind of looked at it as like, okay, well, (laughs) uh, gonna have to do something. So in October, I ended up uh, going to to the Ring of Honor tryout camp. And uh, I remember telling my wife before I left, like, I don't want to be just a guy at this tryout camp. Like, I want to be the guy. Like, I want to, you know, I want to kick that door wide open and, and make him remember the name of the Beer City Bruiser. Yeah. And after the second day, um, they came up to me and they're like, we're going to put you in the top prospect tournament, you know, of 2015. And, and we're really happy. And, like, you, you, you're the guy. So, so uh, you know, my father-in-law's final, you know, wish was for me to uh, – to go to Ring of Honor, you know, and uh, I guess I did it. 
The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time world champion, WWE Hall of Famer, and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to my main man, the man with a plan, Elias, on Man Cave Chronicles. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Bang! Was uh, was he a huge wrestling fan? Yeah, actually he was. Um, he was actually, um, my wife used to tell me he used to watch wrestling back in the day. And then he kind of got away from it. Um, he was a big Bushwhacker fan. And um, he was, you know, he was that typical, I guess you could call him a redneck because he was a big Racing fan, you know, wrestling fan, loved his trucks. Um, but when uh, when my wife and I got together, he, him and I got so close, he used to come to all my local wrestling shows. And he never missed one. And, uh, you know, even towards the end of his life when he was real sick, like, he would, he would try, like, he'd be in the hospital for a week and be like, oh, don't worry, I'll be out of the hospital on Friday, I'll be at that show, I'll be sitting in my chair. And uh, after he passed away, the local show that he used to always go to, in memory of him, took a steel chair and they painted his name on it. And it sits in um, where he used to sit in the last row uh, on one side of the ring. And to this day, when they do shows, his chair sits there. And nobody sits on it, I'm guessing. Nobody sits on it. Yep, they don't let anybody sit on it. Yep, and it's been amazing. How did you uh, come up with the the name uh, Beer City Bruiser? Um, like I said, when I when I got back from Harley's, you know, I was working indies everywhere, um, and there was another guy named Nick Colucci who was who was working indies, but he was like kind of just floundering on the undercard, um, because no one really wanted to give him a chance, and I was working main events everywhere, and I was you know working basically everywhere, and he, and he came up to me, he's like, you know, he's like Bruiser, like. Me and you, we get along. Like you help, you know, show me some of the ropes. Like we, we should form a tag team. Like I want people to start taking me seriously, you know. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah, I can do that. Like let's do this. <clears throat> so we formed a tag team. And we're like, well, hey, you know, every great tag team has a great name, you know. Like what, what, do, what do we need to do? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, we should just be ourselves. I'm like, well, man, all I really do is drink beer and get into fights. 
And he's like, that's it. Like, you're a big Bruiser Brody fan, so why don't we be, why don't we be Bruisers? I'm like, okay. And then we're thinking about, like, well, we're from Milwaukee, which is the Brew City, but we don't want to be labeled as just, you know, just because there's a, there's a company called Brew City Wrestling that we wrestle for. And we don't want to be labeled just to that company. So I'm like, well, what, about, what about Beer City? And that's kind of how it came about. So for a while, we were the Beer City Bruisers. And then when I did the tryout camp, he had retired from the business and stuff like that. And I did the tryout camp. Like I said, I was, I was the Beer City Bruiser, Matt Winchester. And the Ring of Honor office said, hey, drop the Matt Winchester and just keep Beer City Bruiser. You know, it's more of a throwback, you yeah. know, type thing. Oh, yeah. So that's what I did, and, and the name stuck, and now that's what everybody knows me as. So now you've been in, you've been at the Ring of Honor for a few years. Yeah, um, and four years now. And you're, and you're still doing indie scenes as well, right? Um, actually, I just signed um, my new contract. I just re-signed with Ring of Honor, um, so it's a semi-exclusive contract where um, I'm very limited on what indies I can work. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm pretty much fully focused on Ring of Honor right now. Um, I will be open to certain indies, but they got to meet certain expectations according to my contract. Yeah. You know, um, Ring of Honor wants us. You know, all the guys that are under contract, they want us all healthy from the Ring of Honor shows. Yeah. Um, but like the cool thing is, like I'm still open to work overseas and stuff like that. Yeah. So you you can still do like New Japan. Yep, yep. Um, I know New, New Japan's on my bucket list. I want to work in England. That's on my bucket list. Uh, I want to go to Germany. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. So you had a chance to go to uh, New Japan at one point, right? No, I've never been over there yet. Um, I've wrestled uh, Japanese guys over here. Okay. Um, when I was down by Harley's, um, I tagged with Morishima for a little bit. Um, and we worked uh, Kenta and Marafuji. Um, and then with Ring of Honor, I've got the opportunity to wrestle numerous New Japan guys. Um, Silas and I were in a six-man with uh, Suzuki. Yeah. Um, I got to work with Silas against Suzuki. Um, we got to work against J- Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, we tagged against Evil and Sonata. Um you know, and then uh, we've worked with like Juice Robinson. Um, we've worked War Machine, um, the Young Bucks, stuff like that. So, yeah. I, I've worked New Japan guys. It's just been over here in America. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, 2018. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Beer City Bruiser going to the land of the rising sun. There you go. Um, do you follow uh, like WWE and Impact and New Japan? I follow New Japan, um, WWE, and. Uh, uh, I don't follow Impact at all. Um, WWE, if it's on, I'll watch it, but I don't actively pursue it, yeah. um, usually because I'm traveling so much. And when I watch wrestling, I try to watch like the older stuff to try and get ideas for my character. Yeah. Um, and, and I get more ideas from watching, you know, old Terry Gordy, old Bruiser Brody, um, Dr. Death. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow is a big influence on me. Um, Crusher, Dick the Bruiser. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like taking that older style and then putting a new twist on it. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think about Chris uh, Chris Jericho fighting in New Japan next month? I think that's amazing. Uh, I think that is going to be an amazing match. Kenny Omega is the best wrestler on the planet. Um, 
doing those shows that we did over this these last couple months with him are just amazing you know like he truly gives all of his time to the fans he lives up to his name um doesn't have bad matches you know i love how with uh the chris jericho angle they did that old school vibe with it you know what i mean where no one knew jericho was gone from wwe they started over twitter they you know they did a run in and they did the the press conference like i love the whole build-up i think it's i think it's great it's got that that old school feel you know what i mean but you know the two of them could put on a new school match yeah i think this pay-per-view is going to make a lot of money yeah wrestle kingdom if you think about the last four or five years has been probably the biggest pay-per-view you know going like i will put wrestle kingdom above wrestlemania nowadays yeah any day of the week i love watching wrestle kingdom yeah i, I watched it was it last year like a few days after it aired and it yeah, was, it was awesome. Like that Royal Rumble type of match they did in the beginning, and well, and then you saw you know a couple old wrestlers from you know like uh, was it Billy Gunn showed up and I forgot who else was it that showed up there, but it was like yeah Scott Norton over there, yeah Scott um, Norton, yep, yep, Cheeseburger was in it from Ring of Honor, which yeah. which is a big surprise because he's he's way over in Japan. They love Cheeseburger in Japan. <laughs> so how does it feel fight, uh, fighting for Ring of Honor? I love it. Um, it is the best wrestling on the planet, and I don't say that just because I wrestle there. I truly, truly mean that. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna have a good time, go to a live Ring of Honor wrestling event. It will change your views no. on wrestling. Um, the locker room is amazing. There's no egos in that locker room. Everybody's out just to put on a good show. Um, the creative team allows us to be creative, where they have ideas for us, but you know they listen to us you know what i mean we're like this is the direction they want to go and if we have you know they listen to us if we have our two cents to put in you know um it's not like hey this is what you're doing and this is how it's going to be done you know what i mean like it's the creative freedom you have there is amazing um the guys that i i mean every weekend i come back a, a better wrestler um i get to learn from guys like christopher daniels um cody rhodes um, Delirious, who's been there forever. Um, you, you know, Kevin Kelly's there still every once in a while because he's got the New Japan with the New Japan connection. You know, and just talking to guys like that and, and learning, you know. Um, I just started doing, we do pre tapes and stuff like that, and they just had me do more of a speaking role because normally it's Silas is the one talking for us. Yeah. And, uh, over the weekend, they they really helped me with my promo game, you know, which, again, I, I think you should always be learning in this business. So, I like I said, I don't I don't say it just because I'm I work there and you know they're paying me to say good things. I I think it is the best company to work for. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Cody's an amazing wrestler. Yeah, yeah, and he and he when he first came into the company, there was hesitation because it's like, well, how is he going to be? You know, like sometimes guys come in and they have big egos and, and, you know, and when Cody from day one has been nothing but awesome, he's been trying to help the company. He wants to help all the guys that are there from the, the main event all the way down to the opening match. Yeah. Um, you have a guy like Bully Ray, um, who's also helps. He's the same way. Yeah. He, he helps everybody from the main event all the way down to the first match. He'll watch. They both watch every match. They'll have feedback for the guys. They'll pull you aside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's so good. They, they care about the company. 
And, and Cody, I did, in fact, just wrestled him in Oklahoma City. And it was one of my favorite matches I had of 2017. Yeah, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, who's like, who's your favorite wrestler, like, of, of all time? Of all time, I'm a big Bruiser Brody fan. Okay. Um, ever since that first first time I saw him, yeah. um, Brody's been my number one. Where he's he's my go to. Um, the other ones that fit up there um, are Terry Bam Bam Gordy, um, Mick Foley, and then uh, Tommy Dreamer was a huge influence on me um, before I got in the business. And then when I got in the business and I got to know him, he became even more of an influence on me. Yeah. What about, do you have like a favorite wrestler like that's right now? Um, I like watching a, a bunch of guys. Um, I like watching Aleister Black matches. Um, his matches are a lot of fun. Uh, I like watching Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, when you're talking uh, New Japan, I'm a big fan of Ishii. Um, big fan of the Unchained Gorilla. Um, they're such hard hitting matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm just a fan of like current stuff nowadays. You know what I mean? Like I love what ring of honor is doing. I love what new Japan's doing. Yeah. Who's the, who's your favorite person that you've worked with? Oh, I got, I got a couple. Um, war machine. I've always had good chemistry with war machine. Uh, the Briscoe brothers, we Silas and I, have torn it up with the Briscoe brothers and, and I love all of our matches. Um, Shane Taylor, him and I have good chemistry and, and he's, he's fun to wrestle. And we both started with ring of honor at the same time. So we kind of formed that brotherhood. We were going through this journey together. Um, and of course, Silas young. I mean, I've known Silas for God, 17 years now. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to travel with, with a guy who I consider my best friend, you know, and, uh, Try, I get to travel the world with them, you know? Do you have, like, a dream match that's, like, on your bucket list? Uh, I want to wrestle, like I said, I want to wrestle in Japan. Um, I want to wrestle uh, Ishii. I want to wrestle Goto. Um, I want to wrestle the Unchained Gorilla. Those are just three on the top of my head, you know? Like I said, I'm, I'm focused. My heart my heart right now is looking at Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. I want to do something in Japan, you know, that's... That's the next evolution, I think, of the of the Beer City Bruiser. You know, yeah. Brody made his name over there. Terry Gordy made his name over there. You know, is this something like you want to go there for a while and wrestle, or, or even just a few matches? Um, I, you know what, I I wanted, I, I would love to go over there, you know, full time if I could, but even just going over there once or twice to check it off my bucket list, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm the type where I want to strive to be the best, you know. Whatever I do, I, I give it 110%. So if I get the opportunity to go to Japan, like, again, if they're going to show me the door, I'm going to kick it wide open. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give them a reason to bring me back. Where, where do you see yourself after you're done with wrestling? Um, I train kids now. Um, so we have a school here in um, – it's in Cudahy, Wisconsin. It's called the Thumper's Den Wrestling Academy. It's owned by Frankie the Thumper uh, DeFalco. He uh, owns Bruce City Wrestling. Um and I'm the head trainer there. Yeah. So I've actually been kind of passing my knowledge on to the future generation. So I'm having a big, big, you know, I'm having a lot of fun teaching this next generation the, the right way and the proper way to, to get into the wrestling business and put on good matches and try to keep that old school mentality alive. Yeah. So uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners and the fans find you 
Instagram, Twitter? Yep, I got Instagram. It's uh, Beer City Bruiser. On Twitter, I'm at BCB Winchester. Um, on Facebook, it's The Beer City Bruiser. If you go to my Pro Wrestling Tees store, it's uh, slash Beer City Bruiser. Uh, I got a bunch of shirts up there. Um, I also got t shirts and stuff that I sell at shows. And if they can't get a hold of me, they can get a hold of my wife, who handles a lot of my merchandise. She's at, uh, at BCB Wifey on Twitter. Um, if you go to ROH, wrestling.com you can find out the ring of honor schedule and if you click on the shop thing i have a beer city um it's called beer city brew koozie that can keep your drinks nice and cool in the uh, summertime (laughs) there you go Uh, anything else you want to share with the listeners before we end this uh no just please keep being fans of of wrestling and uh go out and support all the all the wrestling you can whether it be independent or or ring of honor wwe whatever you can like Let's let's keep this business alive. It's right now. It's back on the upswing and it's fun again. Yeah, and the indie scene is growing more and more. Yeah, like um, I, I did my last few indies and, and the shows were big, and uh, I still plan on going to watch some of the indies. Of, of course, I got students that are on the indies, so you know I want to go support them and stuff like that. And like go out there and watch it, fans. And like I said, you want to change your mind on wrestling? Go see a Ring of Honor show live. Yeah. It's it is a party. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and. Have you come back on again in a few months. All right. Thanks for having me.